Hi, it's another beautiful day to have you join us. Welcome to Budget Podcast. My name is Nancy Odimego. Budget is Nigeria's foremost civic tech organization, leading the advocacy for transparency and accountability in the country. Well, to delve into today's um, episode, we'll be discussing the Zonal Intervention Project. And I'm not alone. We have the head of Tracker, Elevoji Uadame, joining us. Nice to have you join us, Dame. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Elevoji Uadame. I'm the head of Tracker. So, how, how have you been? How, how are things? Oh, bless God for everything and uh, we're just trying to make it better Nigeria. We're probably from the world for the good of people. Making it better Nigeria. Well, that's how to go into the conversation today. So, let's talk about the Zonal Intervention Project. You know, let's have, give us an overview of what the project is really all about, the intent of the project and what it is meant to address. Okay, yes. In 1999, um, President Lushogo Basanjo, the former president, um, he, he was the one that started the Zonal Intervention Project, popularly known as Constituency Project. Um, the idea is to attract development to people at the grassroots, you know. Okay. We have uh, 469 lawmakers that represent the 36 states, including the FCT which comprises 109 senators and 360 House of Rep members. So there's always a provision um, for this fund, uh, for the Zonal Intervention Project, which is among uh, the 360 uh, House of Rep and the 109 senators. So the goal of this uh, project is to attract development to the communities. So the work of the um, the House of Rep member or the senator is to nominate projects for their constituents right. so that um, they will facilitate this project. So they are not directly involved in terms of uh, um, the one in terms of the people uh, monies are being paid to. So all they just need to do is just to nominate projects uh, that will better the life of the people of their uh, constituents. So their own work is just to follow up to ensure that these projects are being implemented. So when it started in, um, in 1999, it was a very good idea then, but the funds, the, the allocations for Zona Intervention uh, project then was very low. Like today now, for the past six, seven years now, it has always been 100 billion constituency projects, you know, okay. you know and that, that they allocate to this respective, um, this three, uh, 469 lawmakers across the country, you know. But now it's taking on that dimension now. So these are projects that have been these are these are these are funds that is supposed to better the life of the people. But what we see today now is different from why this um, program was initiated. Because we discovered now that a lot of these funds have been channeled to empowerment. So when we mean empowerment, almost about 60-65% of these funds have been allocated to empowerment. And when we mean empowerment, these are these are provisions that are only meets immediately of the people but it doesn't have a long-lasting solution uh, to the lives of the people because if you look at the method of selection um, it's not too good you know a lot of corruptions are around method of selection you don't even know how they arrive at who are the beneficiaries of this program and you see a lot of funds are being tied to programs you see you see funds like a hundred and fifty million naira allocation for people living with HIV. The question is, who are those people that are living with HIV? How did you come about that? Is that the problem of the constituents? Is that what they told you that they needed in their community? So you don't allocate projects to, um, to, to people without even reaching out to the people. Because in the budget process, the most important thing is what we call need assessment. You need to reach out to the people to ask them, what are the pressing needs? What are those things that you think you need in your community? So you don't just sit there in Abuja and you just look at this community and you say this is what what best for them, what works best for them. See, Nigeria is a country where 
our lawmaker, they just look at you to say, okay, instead of them to take you take the size of your, your, your they, want to, they want to make a shoe for you, instead of them to take the size of your shoe, they look at, okay, this man, I think size 40 will be best for him, when you don't know that this person size 30 will be best for him. So, there's no need to need assessment. There's a very big disconnect uh, between uh, the citizens and those that represent them. So, that is why we are doing our work on Tracker to see that we can bridge this disconnect between citizens and those that represent them. So, our work on a daily basis is to go out to local communities to sensitize residents about the budget provision. Because the goal of Tracker is to build a community where citizens can take ownership of public projects in their community. So, we don't want them to see these things as um, my lawmaker that we appointed or that we elected is trying to do us a favor. No, we are making them to understand that these are budgetary provisions and these are taxpayers funded projects. So, they have every right to also ask questions, demand accountability for those that. Uh, that represented. Okay, so before we get to how Tracker engages um, this representative and how they make sure citizens participation is active, now let's talk about the realities of the zonal intervention project itself. Would you say it has met the expectation or would you say it's a whole massive failure? So, um, I will not say it has met the expectation. It's the 70, 30 formula. Okay. Um, you know, in 30%, maybe it has met the expectation of the people in some local communities. Yeah. While the 70%, uh, I don't think it has really met the expectation. See, as far as as far as empowerment provision is taking huge junk of constituency project implementation in Nigeria, so I don't think there's any way that we will say today the goal has been achieved because. Uh, just look at last year, uh, we had issues about COVID, you know, that um, that affected, ravaged the whole country. So it's it's a shame that when you look at the budget, you see that the provisions for heads is very low. Okay. Rather, you see buying of kekenape, buying of motorcycle, buying of grinding machine, buying of hairdressing machine. And the question is, who are the beneficiaries? When you look at it, you discover that some of these some of these empowerment provisions, they don't even share them. We have an instance in Enugu State where there's 117 million naira uh, for the provision of um, empowerment items to the people of uh, Enugu, I think it should be Enugu South, under the leadership of uh, Senator Godfrey or Tazi. Okay. You know, there was a 117 million provision to supply uh, empowerment to the polar constituency, the Senatorial District. So this, all these things ended up in the Senator's house. Instead of him to distribute these things to people of his constituency, decide to, to, to put those things inside, the, inside his compound. Not until we intervened with ICPC that made him to distribute those things to to people of his entire district. So, so would you would you categorize this as one of the most common misnomers that you yes, found? Yes, one because um you see when you engage lawmakers about constituency project, the answer the question they will always tell you is to refer you to the agency. Okay. They'll tell you you should reach out to the agency. You understand? Yeah. But the question is, we agree, reach out to this day. But do you understand, citizens, people are the local community, they don't know this agency. The only person they know is you that they nominated into that, that, that position. That position. Because you are the one representing them. Yeah. So it's your duty to follow up, ensure implementation, do oversight on it. So now, I don't dispute that fact when they tell you, reach out to the agency. Okay. I've the But the question is, why during implementation of empowerment, the same lawmaker that is pushing you to the agency will be the one giving the key of the motorcycle to the beneficiaries why not the why not the agency to do that why is it that the lawmaker that that will, that will decline to tell you that he doesn't know anything about that project he will be the one that will give the key of the motorcycle to the beneficiary why is it that the same lawmaker that has denied ownership 
on empowerment provision will still be the same person that you will see they will not they will engrave their pictures on empowerment items as, as donation so you see when you look at when, when you look at all of this you see that there's, there's a very huge corruption around it okay recently we have on that problem in those states where there was a 65 million era in 2020 a budget to construct drainage in Igara in the local government and it's this same 2021 again there's also a 30 million era again to so completion of that same project so an active citizen in that community discovered that the contractor was not doing the right thing and he did a video which went viral now the same the same lawmaker now the people who are now engaging him is not shifting the blame on on the contractor that they should reach out to the contractor and the md because this project this project has gone bad but if this project would have been a project that would have won his interest to make him come back for, for the third time or the fourth time, I think he would take ownership. So if you look at constructive projects, like I rightly said, yeah. in a sort of way, I think 30% is okay, but in that 70% is not okay. As far as empowerment is taking the largest jump in constructive project implementation, I don't think it has really meant its goal. Because um, in 2019, I was opportunity to be, um, no, 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 last year, in 2020, I was opportunity okay. to, to train uh, members of the House of Rep, uh, that's the Constituency Project Group Committee. Yeah. So these are one of my, my findings. I told them that why is it that you label Constituency Project as donation? Are you telling me that you use your because the word donation means that you are using your personal money to fund money, that yes. project? But taxpayers funded project should not be labeled as donation. Are you telling me that you are using your own money to do it? They said no. And uh, but the question is, I said, can you also reduce the level of empowerment? They said no. They cannot reduce it to that. If if they if they don't empower their people, somebody else will come, come and empower, and empower them. them and they will throw them out. So that's to tell you that empowerment will keep on taking the highest jump. Because when you talk about empowerment, you are talking about little little things that will, that will, that will make people just believe. But I don't have a problem with that. But where I have a problem is when you channel a huge amount of money yes. to advocacy training, what kind of training are you giving the people? Now, speaking about empowerment project, I mean, this is the perfect time to bring this in. According to one of Tracker's report here, yeah, from 2016 to date, over 50% of the projects nominated by representatives are empowerment projects. Now, a good example cited in this report is the 63 billion era and 59 billion era that were allocated for empowerment provisions in 2020 and 2021, respectively. Now, you've been citing empowerment taking a huge chunk of the money what is the real issue here with the empowerment projects just like i like said you see um you see empowerment is just is it is just a means to them it's just a means of giving back to society, society. uh let me let me use for instance for you in my own central district which is which central district in those states okay. in those central districts right. i have a guy there in my community every year they do empowerment, he gets a motorcycle from the senator and the house of prayer. Him personally? Yes, personally. And on, on the long run, after a month or two, he will sell those empowerment, he will sell those bikes out. Because he strongly believes that next year again, Another as an active member of that party, okay. he will get it. So you see, empowerment is just like, it's a form of means of giving back to the people. Okay. So when you build school, don't deprive me from going to the school because I don't belong to PDP or you don't say okay when I build this SNR or I build this school, this school is meant for only a PC member or a political party. So you see when you do empowerment, I've asked a senator before, I called him on phone. No, he called our office here on phone. He was asking us, I said, sir, I agree that you want to empower people of Edo South Central District. Please can you break it down to me to let me understand how you're going to do this empowerment? 
who are the beneficiaries. Say the ward member, the so the ward, the party ward chairman will be the one to select beneficiaries. I said, okay. I said, who are those people that the party ward chairman will now select? So that question is too hard for him that he doesn't have answer to that. So the question is, is either the party ward the party ward chairman select APC member or PDP member in his in his in his constituency, and the rest the rest might bring his family member. To so, benefit. So would you say this has been a threat to development? This has been a very big setback to development in Nigeria. Because you don't measure impact when it comes to empowerment. Okay. When you say you are, you are procuring 100 motorcycles, how do I know that you procure 100 motorcycles? Okay. How do I count it? It's even possible that that day of, the day they call it, they don't want to commission it or they don't want to distribute it. They might bring 100 motorcycles there. They might share only 50 and take 50 back. <laughs> and tell the, the supplier to come and take the remaining 50. Okay. You understand? Okay. So, but when you say you are building 100 schools, you are building 100 balls in communities, I can go there and I, and I, can, I can count it, I can, I, I can verify it, I can evaluate it. Yes. You understand? But when you say you are buying 100 motorcycles, you are buying 100 tickets a pair, you are using, we are using, we are using a uh, 40 million naira to do, uh, to do grants. We have a recent issue in, 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 in those states. A honorable member said he's going to empower people of his constituency with 23 million naira. We agreed. The first time he said he did 200, 100, 200 uh, million naira empowerment uh, women were empowered. That he gave them 100 thousand naira. Then the second empowerment he did again was under 100 again. Where we discovered that they got 2020 naira as against the 100 against thousand. No, no, no. The, 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 the exact amount was not specified. Okay. But he just said grants to youth and women in his uh, federal constituency. But you gave out. You said the first 200 people you empowered. You gave them 100 thousand naira. How do we verify it? But the other one that we'll be able to verify of 2020 naira, he kicked to say, okay, the first one he did was 100,000. So I think I think it's very, very wrong. Because the best way to do empowerment when you are giving out funds, you pay into bank accounts so that when there's argument, you can print out your statement of account and say, okay, these are these are the beneficiaries, these are the yes. people. Even though there's, there might still be corruption, yes. forget about you are giving people, you are paying, use electronic transfer to do it. There's still corruption. Okay. But at least there's a level of transparency. To that to that level but now in a five or same thing again they did empowerment they gave them money on brian Vedo. we could not accept the amount this is a 40 this is a 50 million dollar empowerment provision giving grant to people so you see empowerment there are a lot of there are a lot of corruption empowerment is the biggest conduit of corruption in concentrated in nigeria i'm telling you the truth because it's i i get angry when i when i see huge amounts of funds having tied to empowerment you want to do uh, like areas where you have all these um, crises now, they'll tell you they want to do the application of citizen advocacy awareness, same time. Then, uh, the question is, what are they going to tell those people that they've not had before? Okay. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? So, empowerment, I don't think is the best way. And I've told them the last retreat they had. When, when you say them, who are they? The members of uh, the, the lawmakers. Okay. I've told them before, during one on one engagement and also in our report, okay. that I think it's hard time for them to reduce empowerment to 40, 60. Yes, because that's 60. Empowerment is almost 70%. Because if you also look at during our data mining, we have some, there are some, there are some, there are some projects that the allocations are not specified. And part, empowerment are part of this project. You understand? So we don't add that, those ones to the real percentage, the real figures that we've arrived on. So, so what would you say can be done now regarding this issue? Because it looks as if you're serving the agenda of the National Assembly and probably you're not ready to move a spoon on it. Citizen participation is very key. That's that, that the most important thing. Right. Citizen participation is very key because there's a very big disconnect between 
uh, Nigerians and those that those that represent them. Because if you look today, so you ask some people, do you know your honorable member? I say I don't know him. So then, when you don't know your honorable member, how do you hold him accountable? Okay. Somebody that you don't know, but you tell like a lady. A lady called me. She said she had an issue in Ekiti that um, she wants me to help her. I said, what is the issue? She talked about uh, electricity price. Okay. I said, do you know your honorable? Can you tell me your honorable? They say, yeah, I don't know my honorable. So where do we start from? Where do we start from? How do you hold somebody accountable when you don't, where know, you the don't know the person? Yeah. So these are the issues. That's why we try as much as possible. Our yearly publication. We make sure that we put the three names of the senator, your house of rep member, okay. their phone number. We are not saying you should call them and insult them, yes. but you should call them and engage them to tell them that look, there's what we call need assessment. That is one of the biggest things that is lacking in our budget. When you look at when you look at the projects inside the budget, you will see that there's no need assessment. A community that needs roads, we are giving them solar street lights. What will the solar street light do for them? And these are these are things that will not even last for 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 for. For, 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 for one month to pack off. Hmm. I'm telling you the truth. See, when you see, at times I look at it, when I say government should stop consensus project, no. But in two ways, one is yes, the other one is no. Because in some areas, I think it's meeting the need, but in some areas, it's not meeting the need. Okay, so now let's look at one of Tracker's analysis here yeah. um, regarding 2021 zonal intervention projects. Okay. Now, he found that over 1,112 projects were captured under agencies that do not have the expertise and capacity to execute them. An example that was cited is 250 million naira that was allocated to Nigerian Institute of Oceanography Marine Research in Lagos State for the construction and installation of all-in-one solar-powered streetlights in selected location in Uwe in a Delta State Senatorial District. Now, is this is this actually normal or is this an anomaly? Very, very abnormal. Let me tell you, it's on that problem again that 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 I I I to talk about. You see another problem. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the secret behind this. Mm. You see, let me tell you the secret behind this. We are all Nigerians, and we know how this thing works. You see, eh, constitutionally, a lawmaker' duty is to nominate a project. Definitely. A lawmaker' duty is not to fast. As it's not to implement project. You don't pay. You don't funds. Don't they don't release funds to lawmakers. Mm. But let me tell you the secret behind it. You see, if you look at the three key agencies that gets the highest junk of funds in the budget is Ministry of Agriculture, SGF and NGE. So when you look at agriculture, SGF and NGE, you expect to see projects like buying fertilizer, giving grant to farmers. But when you look at the provision line items in these agencies, you see different entirely. Oh, so now that will be the outcome of this project? Yes. Because just tell me now, School of Oceanography is a school that that saddles with the issues of training people on fishery marine and stuff. marine stuff. Yeah. So what what is their business with with this? That one is even better. National Human Rights Commission, an agency that saddles about human rights abuse, is doing empowerment in Akwaibo for a hundred million naira. So what do you say about that? So these agencies, you look at some of these key principal officers in the National Assembly, they are chairman committee in all these agencies. So it is very easy for them to cash out when they push their projects to this agency. So that is just the goal. So by the time the, the project gets to this agency, they can they can they can influence outcome? they can influence things. Oh okay. they will influence things. But they will, they see, they see they will tell you they will tell you they are not responsible. But they can influence things. So do, do they actualize the project or they leave it hand? They don't do it now because these are agencies where the Palm Secretary or the minister or the commissioner there is their, their friend. Oh. If you like you write the whole FY letter to them, they will not respond. 
because they have they have an insider there. Look at this. Look at the look at the recent case in Edo State now that falls under Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development. Today now the agency can you imagine an agency is doing a press release for for an honourable member? They are telling now the, the problem they had now is uh, the Edo State government said they would, uh, the uh, the agency has released uh, has released three hundred million for that project, but what they released is for five million naira, and the the budget the uh, the budgeted amount was five million naira. Are you, do you expect some agency to talk about 300 million naira, or they should pay more focus on the 45 million naira they release that does, that does not meet up with what the money was being paid for? So now an agency went to, to, to the media to go and do a press release, a full page, defending a lawmaker to tell you that the corruption in constituency in Nigeria, the MBAs and the, the lawmakers, they are working in hand. Now, would you say that these projects have met the needs of the community? No, I thought nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought it's nothing. A no. It's a no. It's a no for you. But, but if, if, you're, if you're speaking on citizens' participation now, how do you think citizens can participate in this project? You know, how can they engage more with their representative? I think with what Tracker is doing, I presently today now we have a team of 37 tracking officers in 32 states, including the FCT. Okay. They go out on a daily basis. With our budget pamphlets, they go to local communities to sensitize residents about the budget provision. Because, like I said, the goal of Tracker is to have citizen information, to yeah. give them information. You know, that information is like is like for them to, to have a better understanding about what they need to demand from from the government or from those that represent them. They should follow up and ask questions. When you get our publication, you see both back and front. You see rich information. You have access. You the phone number. Of your of your of your constituency representative, yeah. you can reach out and call him in a very polite way. Ah, good afternoon, sir. I'm aware that there's a ten million naira provision to build a block of three classrooms in my community. When are you going to start that project? If he has the intention that he will not do it, for you calling him alone, at least he will know that it's no longer a secret. A budget is supposed to be a public document. It's only this part of the world, Nigeria, here, where a budget is a secret document. You call some of them, they will tell you, how did you get? How did you get the information? Who told you? Who, who told you I nominated that project? Because mm. they are they are always angry. So that is just. So it. if you were to propose the reform now, you know, mm. for the zonal intervention projects, yeah. what would it be? Yes, if I want to propose the reform, first of all, they should cut empowerment provision in the budget okay. down. Then lawmakers should not interfere in projects. Uh, they should not interfere with agencies. They should not. They should not. They should. They should not romance agencies. They should be an enemy, an antagonist agency. That is when we will see more development. Look at the issue in Edo State now. That's the community I'm, I was talking about. Yes. Now, Edo State government has run to that community. They want to build. They want to build the the. They want to build the, the road and the drainage. Then the, the honourable is not saying again that he want he will, he will order the contractor to go back to site. So now you see. So if if they don't have a very good rapport, I don't think there should be any new. Yeah, yeah, but that closeness of corruption should, should not be there. Yeah. And also, projects should be allocated to agencies. Agent projects should be, should be domiciled in agencies that have the capacity to supervise them. Now, a town hall project in Abia states, a town hall project in Abia states, eh, you allocated it to a health ministry, a town hall to a health ministry. I've seen we've tracked a project before in Ogun states. A town hall built by Universal Basic Education okay. Commission, okay. and upon completion, they put their labor there. You beg there. Just imagine that. What concerns you beg with community town hall? So these are the issues. These are the issues we are facing in this country. 
So if all these things can be addressed, I think we'll, we'll see a better Nigeria. All right. Thank you very much. I think that's a good way to leave it. We had Tracker, the head of Tracker, rather, um, Wadame in Livuaji. Thank you very much. We at Budget, we also want to know how your constituency project is, what it looks like in your community. You could send us a tweet, you could like and share pictures of it as well. On our Twitter page, it's Budget NG. On Instagram, it's Budget NG. And on Facebook, it's also Budget NG. My name is Nancy Odemego. Until next time, to join us again.